0: Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway, uh, we've got a great show for you that's just around the corner, so so get ready for that, it's going to be good. The the, the issue, uh, the elephant in the room that we've got and we're going to work with and try and struggle with a little bit as this show goes on, but you won't hear it because we're professionals, is that our producer, Adam, has got his coat on for yeah. most of the uh, <laughs> most of the, the programme you're about to hear. And I, I don't know about you, if, imagine if I come round to your house, Richie, and I don't take my coat off when mm-hmm. I come in. That's not sending the right message, is it?
1: So unsettling, Isn't so it? unsettling. Uh, we're, we're approaching autumn, aren't we, if we're honest about it about it, and that is when my wife would just never take her coat off, and I'm like, come on. Well, so she comes into the house, she so just happened. sits there with her coat oh, on. Oh, just always going on about being cold. It's like, no, come on, take the coat off.
0: It's not on. I, I, I think my dad would say something like, you're not stopping then. No. <laughs> that can kind of, you're just passing through. So what's the deal with you? I
2: wasn't
1: planning on stopping. Oh, right. don't, don't feel like you have to. oh well, if it, you
0: want to go. It
3: was
2: so good, I stayed.
0: OK, He's, he did stay. Well, you'll be about to find out.
2: You'll see why. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
0: Look, so we are having a bit, bit of uh, Andy Bush news here. Quite boring. We're having some work done on our kitchen. OK, <laughs> that's that's what's going on in our house. And we had the builder around this morning, and he was stood there with a cup of coffee in the kitchen just talking about stuff. And he told me this morning that he has recently refitted comedian Bob Mills' bathroom. Humble brag. What about that? Just throw that one, clang. <laughs> bit of a name drop. Uh, I did describe him as a uh, builder to the stars, which is, which is an amazing thing and it got me thinking on the training that this could be something that we could use today on Home Time something that we could run with and we'll throw the gauntlet down to you our fantastic listeners if you've done some work for a famous person a celebrity a notable person please share it with us tonight on Home Time
1: uh, now, you see, this is where you and I struggle here because, I mean, we don't really work. We've what got we no do, skills. We? <laughs> we have no skills. We, Absolutely none. You hear our skills every single day. You know, I've, I've never DJed for a famous person. No, no, I've never done anything for anyone,
0: <laughs> really. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, all I've done, all I've done is served, I've served Rick Parfit a, um, like, a roast dinner.
1: Now, is this back in your silver service days? Because you do yeah. have transferable skills. If if radio ends, and one day this will, for you and I... Sooner than we may think. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to go to but you can go back to the silver service days.
0: I can always in the songs I can teach you how to lift a a, a salmon steak up with a spoon and a fork. So
1: you served dinner for Rick Parfitt.
0: I two things for Rick Parfitt. He stayed at the Berryhead Hotel in Brixham when I was working there. A I served him a roast dinner. B I went up and changed his radiator. He said it was too hot and he's making his guitar strings go out of tune. <laughs> He was a difficult customer, but a lovely man. Uh, Darren says, not quite what you're asking for, but our door fitter also did Dion Dublin stores. That's a brilliant story, Darren, but I'm afraid it doesn't fit within our requirements. Uh, and Chris, this is the one to beat so far. He says, uh, he has recently, or a while ago, fixed Dear Deidre's website. So... There's the bar. Can you beat it? Yeah. I did jump over it. <laughs> jump I right over.
2: This is the daily
4: takeaway.
1: How about this from Reese? I refurbished a cottage for Princess Anne. That's right up there, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? You suddenly get the that that royal crest on your on oh, your business cards
0: by royal appointment yes. and everything. Uh, Mark in Shaftesbury says back in the early 80s I fitted a couple of carpets for Marty Kane. Well, well, well,
1: well,
4: well, well,
0: uh, And cut through the alarm sensor cable. Marty, oh dear. She wasn't happy. <laughs> uh, we've got Joe on the line. Joe, what celebrity do you do some work for?
4: Russell Kane.
0: What have you done for Russell Kane, Joe?
4: I tapered and altered a pair of these trousers in between a gig <laughs> he was doing.
0: <laughs> so he had, he had trousers altered in the middle of like gigs.
4: Well, in 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 one particular gig, yes, he, I I went I went to the gig and then I was taken backstage in the interval to uh, fit the trousers.
1: <laughs> an an emergency seamstress?
4: No, not an emergency one. I did have to take him home and then do them for him. But yeah, I, I had to do the fitting in between the gig.
0: Okay, so let's just get this right because I think a lot of people are curious about this. You went, to, you went to watch Russell Kane, uh, and he's been a guest on the show before. Well, he has been a guest, but he did Absolute Radio live, didn't he, back in the day? That's what it was. So you you <laughs> went to watch Russell Kane. Uh, you watched the show, and then in the interval, you went and measured his trousers, and then took the trousers back home with you.
4: Yeah, it was all prearranged. It wasn't. He just didn't pick me out the audience.
1: I was going to say yeah. whether it was like some kind of like I got visions of someone coming on while the safety curtain comes down. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone good with a needle and thread? Did you have to take him <laughs> in or let him out?
4: I had to take me in, I had to taper them. Uh, I do some work for a menswear label, so that's how I ended up doing it.
0: Amazing. Oh, wow. So you have tapered Russell Kane's trousers?
4: Yes.
0: Hi to Sophie in Reading, who says, Bush and Ritchie, my dad cleaned Jimmy Page's windows a few years back.
1: <laughs> well, I never. What about that? Jim the joiner is in Doncaster. He said, I once built two fitted wardrobes for footballer Gary McAllister. <laughs>
0: I still, even though Gary McAllister, I'm sure, is a lovely fella, he scored a horrible, uh, bouncing Barnes-Wallace free kick against Everton in the Merseyside derby years ago, making it 3-2 to Liverpool, and I've never forgiven him.
1: Well, if it's any consolation, Jim says that... um... Uh, Gary says I'm only five foot eight and he had installed a full length mirror and he thought I'm not being funny Jim but the mirror was the wrong height for, Ga- uh, for Gary McAllister well I, that's karma then coming back isn't <laughs> it it is yeah I, that makes you feel a bit better about the game actually uh,
0: John from Rainham and Kent says hi Bush and Richie. I fit the windows of Kenneth Coley aka Admiral Piat of the Star Destroyer in Star Wars I thought it was him <laughs> that's him uh, what about this one? Uh, this fella says, when doing removals in the late 80s, we moved Sam Fox from a flat, I think, to f- somewhere in Fulham. A one-floor-up full-pack, they said. I don't
1: know, that's a technical term. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a in your spare time. <laughs> uh, James, who did you do some services for?
5: We fitted some bifold doors for Olly bi Bifold oh, doors for, for Ollie Merce. <laughs> well,
0: what about that? Uh, what was Ollie like? He seems like a nice chap.
5: He was an
2: absolutely lovely fella. Made a lovely cup of tea as well. Neither of, nice guy, of those but, uh, facts
0: surprised me, actually. He does seem uh, a lovely fella and I do imagine he would be the person that might make you a cup of tea or, or make you a bacon sarnie whilst you were fitting bifolds for him, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
5: that's right. He was,
1: yeah. He was a really nice guy and it was uh, it was his games room slash sort of karaoke room. Wow. Wow. I I recording studio. some tunes belted out in there. Can I ask you uh, a
0: personal question, James? Of course, can. Did Ollie's uh, door slide to the left or slide to the right?
5: Uh, Ollie's door slid uh,
0: slid to the left. Okay, it's good to know. Well, surely that depends whether you're looking in or out. That's a good point. When you're looking out, I guess slide to the left. Looking in, it slid to the right.
2: Oh no, it it slid from the left if you were looking in. Slid Uh, from to the right if
0: you're looking out. Oh, I was thinking looking out. Sorry. Okay, that's yeah. Straight now, yeah. (laughs) It's
2: good.
0: No worries. Good to speak to you.
2: Love the show. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway.
1: Thank you to everyone who's got in touch uh, over the last 24 hours after yesterday's show and the uh, the touching story of Gillian the seagull. How is Gillian today? Uh, Gillian is well. Okay. Uh, Gillian has uh, been moved to a wildlife sanctuary uh, in Dorset uh, where his wing is going to be nursed back to full health and he can take flight and live the rest of his life.
0: I'm sure he'll be stealing chips and stuff out of people's hands at a seafront town in the not-too-distant future.
1: Very much so, but uh, it wasn't the case 24 hours previous, well, about 36, when he was found at 2 o'clock in the morning in the town centre by my daughter. Don't know what she was up to. Uh, Well, I've I've got a pretty good idea. Uh, But they took him home in a box, rescued him, and uh, nursed him back to, uh, well, some kind of fitness so he could go to the wildlife sanctuary. I
0: heard he got kicked out of Ritz. He had the wrong footwear (laughs) on.
1: (laughs) But, touching story of rescues, Uh, so many of you got in touch during the show yesterday, and then afterwards, uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, One of whom, uh, Alistair, uh, hanging on to uh, chat right now, claiming to have um, been a multiple rescuer, actually. How did that come about?
3: So, well, a lot of birds needed hand-rearing, hit by cars, full of that nest. Lo- lots of different reasons, but always seem to end up with us.
0: Any exotic animals that you've rescued and saved? Yeah, yeah, I've got, got snakes. You've rescued snakes? Snakes? Yeah, yeah. Surely, yeah, if you if you see a I'm snake in one. trouble,
1: that's, that's one where you kind of look at it and think, can't you fend for yourself, mate? Yeah, it would be all right. Every life
3: matters. And then uh, any other kind of animals? Um, yeah, we've had uh, Trevor, Trevor the squirrel, that the wife wasn't best pleased about.
0: <laughs> OK, what happened to Trevor then? How did you come across Trevor?
3: Well, he was, he'd was again fallen out of the nest, so um, a little bit pink, eyes still closed. I had my daughter with me at the time, and, yeah, she was a bit upset to see him just crawling along the, the road
2: mm-hmm. as an orphan.
3: Um, so, yeah, we hand-reared him. Um, and then realise there's a law against keeping um, un- unlicensed grade squirrels in the UK, because they're obviously non- non-native.
0: Oh. oh.
3: You've either got to apply for a licence or dispose of them.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, I, I tried to ask. This is such, started such a lovely idea of him. Like, um, is it Stuart Little? Yes, a bit like that with a little knapsack and, and waistcoat. What happened to him in the yeah, end? Yeah,
3: then? he got really friendly. So, um, so yeah, it was a choice of well, Trevor the wife really. So um, Trevor had to go to somebody who had a license.
0: Oh, okay. Few. That's good. That's good. So Not the big license in the sky or anything like that. That's yeah. fine.
3: No, 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 no. He's we uh, we rescued him, and he's uh, he's probably still out there somewhere. Every but, um,
1: squirrel matters.
0: Every squirrel does matter. And, and do you imagine sometimes if you're out in the back garden putting the bins out, uh, a squirrel just you catch eyes with a squirrel on on the fence? You might think that might be Trevor. You know,
3: it does cross my mind to be honest. Thought yeah, so. Yeah.
0: Thought <laughs> so. Homing squirrel. <laughs> uh, lovely to speak to you. Uh, I'm trying to think of a saint that looks after uh, animals. St Alistair. St Alistair, there you <laughs> go, St Alistair.
1: That'll do, That'll do. I'm down Noah! Is that <laughs> That's good. a saint?
0: He had the boat. Yeah, he he did his part.
1: Uh, If you have rescued something, we want to hear about it. It doesn't have to be an animal. Obviously, that's how things have started with the seagull yesterday. You might have found an old vintage car in a barn and rescued it and done it up or something like that.
0: You may have rescued a relationship by uh, just doing an incredible act of kindness. That's deep. I like that. What about that?
1: Uh, Kay's in WorkSop rescued two pet rats that have been dumped at the local park. Yeah. Uh, Thing is, she says, I work in pest control.
0: Busman's holiday,
1: isn't it? <laughs> you can't help yourself.
0: Angelina says we'd really appreciate a shout-out to Isaac, Zara and Zachary Aylwood, who rescued a caterpillar last week, setting it free on Sunday, just before the holiday to Ireland, where they are right now, and they're hoping it makes it into a butterfly. I'm sure it will. If you've read The Very Hungry Caterpillar, I think it has to eat like an ice cream and like a <laughs> side of ham and gammon and stuff like that as well. Keep us posted. Uh, John, tell us what you rescued.
5: It was a bearded dragon.
0: You rescued a bearded dragon. How did you rescue a bearded dragon?
5: Because I thought it were dead, so I gave it mouth-to-mouth, and apparently they, they pretend to be dead. Oh. So, just uh, so
0: they can uh, get uh, a bit of mouth-to-mouth?
5: Yeah, I think it was just for that, but I'm... I'm uh, I believe I brought it back to life. That's my uh, claim to fame.
1: On a technicality, John, if they pretend to be dead... I didn't know that bit, though. <laughs> well, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got the answers for
0: So it. when were you yeah. in a situation where you just happened to be walking along and then you see a bearded dragon that's obviously playing dead by the side of the road? Where, where is this?
2: No, this is in my son's bedroom. What? squashed outside a squash it, uh, tank
5: and uh, pretended to be dead. That's what they do when they're in shock, apparently. Oh.
0: Right, right. so you've got, like, pet bearded yeah.
5: dragon. Yeah, two. Spike
2: and... Somebody else, can't remember it. Rex, Spike and Rex. Which
0: one did you give mouth to mouth to? Can't remember. And uh, one of the
2: two. What am
1: I getting yeah. confused with? Because I saw a wildlife program on CBBS this week, and they were saying that these dragons were like only on a specific island. Is it and... komo- Komodo dragons? Uh, Komodo. Yeah. I
5: want, I want to give bearded. Uh, I want to give a Komodo dragon mouth to mouth.
0: I love that you draw the line at certain dragons. That's great. So Uh, your your uh, lads must be uh, absolutely over the moon with you because what an amazing dad moment! You bring in someone's bearded dragon uh, back to life.
2: (laughs) They didn't didn't know we did it surreptitiously because we thought if it dies,
5: but we told them after. (laughs) This is the most strange story.
1: Love it. Amazing. Thanks for sharing. You're a hero. No
5: problem. Thank you. Uh,
1: Tom rescued two ladies from a Triumph Herald oh. who had inadvertently driven over the promenade wall onto the beach. Wow. Dragged them out, crawled in, turned the ignition off. They seemed OK, so me and my father then went back to our spot on the beach.
0: That is the most British rescue story I've ever heard in my entire life. Is it ever? I want to put it on a postcard and sell it by the seaside. Uh, we've got Graham on the line. Graham, pray tell. What did you rescue?
5: Well, it, it was... Uh, it was Well, we think it was a baby buzzard, although it was a very big bird. Right. Um, it's uh, basically... Driving down the M2 towards London from Whitstable, three big buzzards swooping about the motorway. The smallest one caught straight in the front of the uh, Land Rover Defender, straight head straight in the grill, body flapping about on the uh, on the bonnet and um, I had to drive for about three miles to get to the services and I thought oh he's, he's gonna be dead poor thing but he wasn't his little eye was looking at me so we prized his head out of the, uh, out of the grill, um, another guy come to help and uh, he flew off in a circle but came back to us so he was obviously dazed. Wow. But um, wow. But the the police then turned up and took him off to a bird sanctuary. So I hope he survived.
0: Wow, what an amazing trip on the M2 that was. And I bet people have never seen that in a service station before, a crowd (laughs) congregating as you're trying to get a buzzard's head out of your your grill at the front of your car. Exactly,
5: exactly. I think the police wondered what was going on. I
0: wonder what the other two buzzards thought was going on when they looked at their mate. They probably feel like they're missing out. (laughs) God bless you, Graham. What a lovely thing to do. Did you name him him in your mind? Have you got a name for this, this creature that's still out there that you've saved?
5: Yeah, Buzz of
0: course spent a while
1: on that (laughs) yeah I like it
2: this is the daily takeaway
1: Takeaway. time to find a word for uh, something that has been uh, happening recently on the show and has caught the attention of Jamie who has emailed us you can always get in touch hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk Jamie said, this came in a, a couple of days ago, Bush, Richie, uh, please don't laugh at the awkwardness of this story, but I met my old boss in the office the other day after he got a promotion and went to high-five him. Unfortunately, he thought I meant a fist bump and what then happened next was horrendous. I know I won't be the only person this has happened to, but there's no word for it, is there? So why don't you find a word for it like you do? Cheers, Jamie.
0: And that's the whole point of this feature, uh, you know, filling the gaps in the... In the English Dictionary. Yeah. So weird, we should say this, because me and my brother talk regularly about a moment where we used to play a lot of pro evolution soccer together the, the on, on PlayStation 2 back in the day, and we'd play on the same team. And I, I remember us once scoring a goal, a brilliantly worked goal in a World Cup final in the computer game, and I went to fist bump Simon and he went to high five me <laughs> and he clapped his hand on the end of my fist and it was just awful. <laughs> and we do talk about it a lot, but there's no actual phrase for what that is or was. Well,
1: could it be? I'll start us off. Go on. Could it be a mist bump? Instead of a fist bump... Exactly, because you it. you you've missed. So it's, it's a missed bump. All right, I'll, I've got one for you. Go what on, about go on.
0: calling it a cry five? <laughs> Instead of a high like five, that. you kind of want to cry at the That's end That's really good. Because it, it's awful. <laughs> so what should this be? That's the whole point of find a word for... Elizabeth would like to suggest uh, that is called a fist clap. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? A fist clap. <laughs> up, and then like a fist that. clap, me boss. <laughs> uh, Katie Allen says it's a snail trap. I don't know what that is—a <laughs> snail trap.
1: Well, I guess when you think about it, the the clenching high five on the fist is a little bit like a snail's shell, isn't it? That is
0: a good point. Weirdly, think
1: snail—very odd. You know, sometimes you see
0: weird stuff on walls in the United Kingdom. Earlier on today, when I was I was I was coming into work from North London, I saw a bottle of half-drunk bottle of salt on the wall, and a snail going up it, getting to the lid.
1: So. I just want to get just this sna- straight. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the snail has got inside the neck of the bottle. Uh, it,
0: bottle. It's heading on the outside towards the top of the bottle. All oh, right. And I guess as time would have passed on, it maybe would have dropped into the sole and had a bit of it. He's going to get trapped in
1: there, though, isn't
0: he? What a party that is going to be. <laughs> what
1: a party that is going to be. Uh, right, find a, word for, uh, find a word for that awkward moment we've just been describing. Not when <laughs> Not a snail, the snail gets stuck at the bottom of soul. That's next week. <laughs> it ain't going to be that, mate. Whoops a daisy bump has come in. Slump, slap and bump, says Richards. Sounds like <laughs> a fun weekend.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear. 8 12, 15 for your text for that moment when one person fist pumps and the other high fives.
0: Yeah, and you, you kind of slap the other person's hand. It's a bit weird. Should we go to the phones? Yes. Uh, Paul's on the line. Paul, what should we call that? A thump, F U M P. A thump. So you thump someone? <laughs>
2: Yeah, a fump. F U M P. It sounds like a kind of clumsy move. It just sounds clumsy, doesn't it? it does. So, um, so, yeah, that was the suggestion
1: in the context of what Jamie was um, messaging about meeting his boss and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so you'd say you fumped your boss.
2: Um, oh yeah, I've done that once. A time. Well, I, I used to work in a, uh, a city pub, right. um, and that's and that's really uh, uh, lively ground for people trying to be a little bit hip. But also having, uh, uh, being a bit posh sometimes, so they're not quite sure where they are.
0: So wall to wall thumping it, it happens, going on there.
2: Happens. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. Is it? Where have you come?
0: How's the words come about? Have you created it by moulding two words oh, together?
2: No, it's just it's just a hybrid of uh, fist bump and the um, hi, uh, high five, or well, sort fist bump basically. <laughs> um, but, but 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 it's a failed fist bump, so it's a thump.
0: Yeah, I take that. That's good. Yes, that's good. It's it's leads to
1: a little bit of work, but <laughs> overall, that's not bad. It is. It's good. I like it, Paul.
2: Cool, cool. So yeah, I, I used to, uh, I do sort of freelance advertising stuff. So um, sometimes I, I think of silly words in the in the in the in the course of doing that. So when, when your, um, your your question came up, it's, it's rare that I don't have a an idea for a silly word.
1: As an aside, what would happen if a snail got trapped in a bottle of <laughs> salt?
2: What would you call that? <laughs> oh uh, hang on um
0: he's under pressure now
2: that's, that's a good one it's tough um it's got oh slime not lime so it's got to be something in slime and lime haven't there yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 slimy limey. Uh-
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 um, <laughs> soul with, uh, yeah, soul with, yeah, soul with lime, soul with slime, I suppose. Soul with
0: slime. Soul with slime, i will do it. <laughs> we'll take that, even if it just ends it all, <laughs> ends the conversation on it. Good to talk to you, Paul. <laughs> See you later, mate.
2: Good, uh, good luck, take care. Uh, we've got
0: Richard on the line. Richard, any suggestions? Well, it's a uh, fist to palms, so I thought, per <laughs> So yeah, it sounds like a like a like a character from like a cartoon, Pannuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, Pannuckle. I wouldn't want to pnuckle me boss though. No, that would be uh that would be uh P forty five territory, wouldn't it?
5: Dangerous territory,
0: yes. It is. So just to confirm then, fist to palm scenario, pnuckle.
1: Pannuckle. Good lads. Cheers, Richard. No worries, take care. We need to make a ruling, uh, a ruling from your suggestions uh, for what you call that moment when uh, someone fist pumps, someone high fives and you meet in the middle and it's horrible. Uh, Jimmy in Biddeford says the fist bump high five is called a cauliflower. I named it this a few years ago. Dictionaries haven't picked up on it yet.
0: But Kyle says, however, if you deliberately try to catch a fist bump
1: in your hand like a high five, it's known locally as giving someone a cabbage. Now that is interesting because Ash is a trucker, doesn't say, whether these from Bexhill or indeed knows Kyle, but he says, now I've always called the fist pump over the hand as a cabbage because it looks like a cabbage. That's a good point. However, it seems to inst- like
0: insinuate intent. Yeah. Johnny, you've caught someone's, yeah. you've ruined someone's fist pump with a, with, a, with a high five. So where do we go with this? I think we've got to go back to Paul's thump. He did sell it well, didn't he? It's a thump, folks.
2: This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
1: The one thing that we should have said earlier on about producer Adam's coat that he won't take off during the show, I don't think that's giving him much warmth. It looks to me more like a rain jacket, like a cagoule from back in day.
0: It is. It's a, it's a school-style cagoule. Yeah. And I would say anything, uh, another thing about it as well is that if he's wearing it indoors, he ain't going to feel the benefit when he gets outside. <laughs> all
1: right, Dad. I thought the same as you, but it's not waterproof.
0: So. <laughs> you don't have a speaking part on this show. Thank you very much. Cut that bit out.